Hey, Minister Change. Brother Al at your service. Oh, God. From Center to Saints, this podcast the truth. You is or you ain't. Let's break down the facts. It's Minister Change. Minister Change. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Wonderful people with God. It's your boy, Minister Change, the minister that meet people where they at and love on them like our Lord Jesus Christ does. I like to welcome my guest, Honor, to the Change of Life testimonies from Senator Saints. What's going on, fam fam? Tell me how you feeling tonight, bro, bro. Hey, man, you know, it's LOJ Honor up in the building, man. Salute your brother Change, bro. It's blessed up in here in Jesus' name, man. God bless everybody watching. May the mighty blood of Jesus Christ be upon you in Jesus' name, man. Let's go. Hey, man, hey, man. Hey, bro, we know God is good all the time, man. God already had this moment, man. He already had a plan while we was in our mother's womb. He already knew that we was going to do this thing, thing right here, bro, bro. But we're going to start this interview off, man. What you telling the people, man? Where are you from, man? Where was you born and raised, bro, bro? Oh, man, dude. Like, that's crazy, man. The Lord gave me a crazy <laughs> life. You know what I'm saying? But uh, okay, I was, I was born in Wenatchee, Washington. When okay. I was one years old, I moved over to Moses Lake, Washington. And when I was eight years old, I moved over to Saudi Arabia till I was 13. When okay. I was 13, I moved over to the back over here to the States to live with my sister. When I was 15, I moved to the Philippines and I went uh, to high school there. And when I was 19, I came back over here to the States. You know what I'm saying? So I've been, you know what I'm saying, all over the world, man, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Look, the Lord was using you as a vessel, bro. He wanted to get you that experience because, you know, all of that was going to be used for his glory, bro, bro. Hey, man, do you have a favorite Bible scripture, man, you like to go to, man, in the time of need? Is this, this a little scripture to comfort your soul, bro, bro? Man, bro, in the time of need, bro, I got to say... My favorite Bible scripture in the time of need. Let me pull it up right here. It's, I believe it's Philippians chapter four, verse, let's see, verse six in the time of need, man. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Man, I can't tell you how many times, bro, I've went through trials and sufferings in life, man. And it's the remembrance, bro, of always remembering what God has done, man. Always remembering of the time that he split the Red Sea for you, the time that he made a river in the wasteland for you, the time that he made a path through the wilderness for you, man, when you didn't know where where, where, to, where it was going to go. You know what I'm saying? When you didn't know where the money was going to come from, how were you going to pay your bills? You know, the Lord has always provided, always came through, man. And that's just that is a very important one to me, man. Every time I'm going through a struggle in Jesus name, I love that verse. Man, Well, bro. Hey, that's good, man. That's good. We always need those special verses, man, to give us an uplift, man. Cause going through this life, man, sometimes we can have some days, man, that we'd be like, Hey man, we, we want to give up. So we need that little boost, that little, that, that, that little scripture that give you that little, that little energy. It's just like, Come boom, on. Boom, 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 get you up and moving brother. Most definitely. Most definitely. Hey brother mm -hmm. honor, man. If somebody was to ask you about your character, man, a total stranger, how would you describe yourself, man? Man, I just say, you know, I just say honor. You know what I mean? That like the way that I got my name, man, is it's just something inside, you know, deep inside, man, that the Lord just planted inside of me, bro. It's just 
the one of the my favorite Bible verses, man, is, you know, love knows none like this, that one would give his own life for his friend. You know what I'm true. saying, bro? And, true, true. And um, I would say, man, it's like once I got love for you, bro, it's it's till the end of the earth. You know what I'm saying? This is how Jesus rode for us, man. And we're supposed to follow Jesus' example, man. And Jesus had a lot of honor in Jesus' name. Yeah, so come yeah. on, bro. Yeah, most of them. I say, say I'm honorable. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, bro. Hey, bro, that's good, man. And, and, and you know, as we go through, man, and all that and honor and stuff like that, man, as us being men, there's sometimes, man, that, that we have this pride thing, bro. So I was just wondering, man, when was the last time you cried, bro? Man, the last time I cried, man, I'm going to be honest, bro. It was whenever I was praying to my, probably like a few weeks ago, okay. I was praying with my sister, you know what I'm saying, over the phone. And I, I don't know exactly what exactly the conversation was about or why I called her. But I just remember, man, just praying and just thanking the Lord so much. Because, man, when I was lost in the streets, when I was lost living that life, man, that nobody, you know, should be living, bro. And my yeah. sister, she would always lift me up in prayer, you know, after I Amen. walked away from God. And she would always go to the Bible studies and have everyone pray for me and, you know, always have my, you know, she would yeah. always be lifting me up in prayer. She never, yeah. she never shut me out. She never kicked me out, no matter how disrespectful Good. I got, you know, yeah. and, and I was just thanking God for that, man. And I just felt the Holy Spirit just came in the room, bro, and it just totally just wrecked me, bro. I man. was like just crying like a baby, man, because the love of God, man, that was in my sister, bro. And, and that's, uh, and that's I know, yeah. Like yeah. I know for a fact, man, if it wasn't for her prayers, bro, I wouldn't I would not be here right now in Jesus' name. Hey man, that's 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 that interse that's the intercessory prayer, bro. We mm -hmm. all need that, man. That's those prayers that cover us. But sometimes we don't went to a state that we forget to cover ourselves. But that's those intercessory prayer, bro, that God hears and it keeps us here on this earth, man. Hey, man, that's that's bro, 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 bro. Man, that's most definitely good, bro. Hey, man, just, just just say right now, man, me and you sitting here, we chopping it up, man. We having this conversation, man. What if God was to return right now, bro? You think you would be going to heaven or hell, man? <laughs> oh, man, dude, I'd be, I'd be up in the air, bro. I'm going to be so excited and happy now. I'd be like, Jesus, come on in Jesus' name. And I told y'all. Now, now, you know what I'm saying? Come on. You said you, we said you. Okay, okay. Well, we rolling together, bro, because I know I'm going. We're going to be holding hands. We're going to be up out of this thing, bro. Rolling come together, bro, rolling together, man. Hey, man, and, um, you know, man, life, man. You know, it's growing up, man, through our through our childhood history, man, and stuff like that. We have our ups and downs, man. But hey, bro, what is one of your happiest childhood memories, man, that you can remember? Man, the happiest childhood memory that I can remember, man. Let's see, bro. Man, it was just man, back in the day, bro, when I was younger, we didn't have like cell phones and TV and everything. Well, we had TV, but we didn't have no cell phones or like yeah. barely had video games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was when all of us, man, and all the block kids would get together, you know, and we'd all play together outside. You know what I'm saying? Go to my probably at my friend Lalo's house right next door. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We'd go and jump on a trampoline, bro. All of us, all 10 of us. You know what I'm saying, okay. man? Probably like because those are like the probably the funnest memories of my life, man. Being oh, a man. kid, man. Yes, yes. Hey, bro, man, that's good, bro. And it's nothing like the, those memories that's built, man, with your loved ones, your friends, the happiness of just that natural joy that God allow us, man, 
to, to just, just rejoice in at times in our life. Hey, brother, honor. This is the testimony moment, brother. This is when you talk about a sexual, a mental hurt, an incarceration or anything in your life, man, that took you down, but you was able to hold on, man, and find a path back to strength, man, to, to getting yourself back on the right path and just trusting the Lord Jesus Christ, brother. This is your moment to share your testimony, brother. So go on, come on with it, brother. Honor. All right. Holy Spirit, man, just speak through me right now, Lord. Well, man, I will say this, you know, when my when my life started here in the States, man, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of just a lot of bad role models inside of my life, man. There's just a lot of gangs, man. Of course, you know, we're from the hood, man. Any yeah. any hood has gangs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And drugs yeah. and everything else, man. But uh, so I grew up around that, man. I got a little bit influenced by it. And then I moved to Saudi Arabia. And over there, it kind of it was like a culture shock in a way because it was a completely different environment, completely different people. You know, mm-hmm. I was going through going to an international school out there where it was like you had a Korean dude, you had a person from South Africa, you had someone from Portugal and Europe. And then, you know, you're you and from Washington, bro. It's just it's crazy, man. And, you know, going through that, I would say it started to open up my mind a lot about, you know, life and everything else. And I went to 10 different schools in my lifetime, man. Everything from Christian schools, man, to public schools, to Catholic schools, to Islamic schools, to, you know what I'm saying? Montessori yeah. school, yeah, like all the different types, man. And uh, so it's just a lot of culture shock, man. A lot of not fitting in, a lot of just being, you know, kind of like being the outcast, man. You're one moment you're like, getting rooted in and then you're ripped out of your nest the next, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I grew up, man. I grew up kind of like a lonely kid for a while. And I would say... Man, I got when I was, I would say eleven years old, man. And this is why I tell people, man, very be be careful, man, of your, you know what I mean, your friends. And I remember my friend told me this, bro, in Saudi Arabia. He was like, man, he said, whatever you do, bro, like he told me, it's just like, man, don't, don't you watch, you know what I'm saying, porn, bro. And I don't know, I was only eleven years old, bro, and my friend yeah, was telling yeah, me, this. yeah, he was like, yeah. Oh, bro, he's like, don't, don't watch porn, bro, and. I was like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Or like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, just, like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? A friend's yeah. house, man. And spending the night, bro. And then he like turned on this. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, this is crazy. I had never seen nothing like that in my life. And like, I walk out of the room. Mm-hmm. And I just know, man, ever since that night, bro, my life changed. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you know, that that's where that seed was planted, bro, inside of my inside of that friend's house, bro. And that's why I just tell the youth, man, be careful of your friends, because that led to an ongoing battle inside of my life, man, from the age of 13, when I moved back to the States and I got high speed internet, bro, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. just, you know what I'm saying? I didn't think it was, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just an ongoing battle and just a silent one, you know, like something like you can't tell your friends. And even if you told your friends, like they wouldn't understand, you know what I'm saying? Cause they're not, yeah. they yeah. didn't have the spirit in them, you know? Mm-hmm. So man, when I was 13, I started struggling with that bad and I would try to quit and then I'd relapse, man. And then I would feel, you know, guilty and shamed and everything else, bro. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, bro, just that was a, that was a crazy time of my life, man. I'll tell you, that was like a lot of depression and anxiety a lot a lot of surrounding that bro and nobody ever knew everybody looked at me like you know like 
man, this guy is just, you know, like there's something weird about this guy. Like he's just, mm -hmm. he's not friendly. He's not, you know, talking. He's just quiet by himself all the time. You know, it mm -hmm. led to me like almost having like isolation, you know, kind of five anxiety attacks a day, you know, not having enough confidence, bro, to go order a milkshake from McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Like, and yeah, you know, and that totally, really, it really, really wrecked my life, man. And, and, you know, I ended up when I was 18 years old, man. So that started when I was living in the States at the age of 13. And then at 15, I moved to the Philippines and that went all through high school, bro, like that. Like that okay. loner kid, bro, that super outcast. You know what I'm saying? And when yeah. I was 19, well, and then, so let me backtrack a little bit. When okay. I was 18 years old, right? Okay. So I was dealing with this addiction, man. And I was mm -hmm. going through all of this alone, bro. And when I was 18 years old, I remember this like it was yesterday. My sister, mm -hmm. she was like, hey, you should come to us, you know, to this one event that we have going on in Portland, Oregon. And I was like, mm -hmm. Portland, Oregon? And she was like, yeah, I was like, it's called Generation Unleashed. And this is before I knew Christ. And I was like, okay, you know, okay. like, and he said, I think it'll really help you out, you know? And I was like, all right, you know, and bro, it was a four day ordeal. You know what I'm saying? There's prayer, worship and sermons and everything. And I re mm -hmm. remember, you know, it was cool. And I remember that there was a couple words that really did touch my heart. You know, like one of the sermons, but I think his name was John Gray. He said that the biggest okay, I know weapon. John Gray is. Yeah, he said the biggest weapon that the enemy will use against this generation is shame. You know what I'm saying? Man. So I had man, a lot of shame true. inside of me, man. You know what I'm saying? And but that weekend, bro, I remember I I just wanted to know if God was real. And it took four days, man. The last day. On the last day, I was feeling discouraged. I was like, man, I still haven't experienced like God, like for real. Like he hasn't showed me yet. And I remember at that moment, I was thinking that the pastor said, he was like, hey, if anybody, you know, here wants to know the Lord Jesus Christ for real and have a true encounter with him, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I want you to raise your hand. And okay. so I rose my hand and he said, I want everybody in here to close your eyes. And then so everyone closed their eyes, right? And he said, for everyone who rose your hand, I want you to walk to the straight, walk to the, you know what I mean, to the altar. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. At this point, man, I'm starting to feel anxiety. I'm feeling fearful inside of my yeah. heart. Like, and, yeah. and it yeah. was at the time I didn't realize it was demons, bro. Like, I thought that, yeah. you know, I just thought it was my own self. And yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll yeah. The altar, man, and I get there, and he says, "Recite this prayer," and it was like a sinner's prayer. You know what I mean? Like accepting yeah. the Lord Jesus into your heart and repenting yeah. of your sin. And when I did that, man, I just felt this love just come over me like in waves, like woo, 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 woo. And like as they were playing the worship, it was like the drums were just beating through my body, like through my chest. It was a weird, crazy experience, man. And I and then at Lord. that moment, I seen my life flash before my eyes, you know, from the time I was a kid all the way till now, all of my most depressing, most hopeless times. God mm -hmm. showed me pictures actual moments where he was right there through every single time in my life that man. I felt worthless and hopeless. And, you know, and I was like, man, this is crazy. And he showed me a picture of heaven. Like I saw it, it looked pure and it looked clean and, and it looked just perfect and amazing. And he said, what is, 
unclean cannot come here. And that's mm. when he gave me the revelation that I was cleansed by the blood of Jesus. My sins mm. were washed by the blood of Jesus. Yes. And dude, and like at that moment, I just knew, like people ask me all the time, it's like, how do you know Christianity is true? Well, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you just Amen. know that it's true, bro. You know, like you can feel you it. Yeah. Be convinced. Like you just yeah. know. And long story short, man, I opened my eyes and there was like eight people praying over me, man. And like, you know, tears in my eyes or I was trying not to cry, but man, I had tears in my eyes, bro. Like and, that joy. It was tears of joy too, but at release. Yeah. And I felt this love, man, to like everybody, you know, it didn't matter who you were, like your grandma or your mom or like random dude down the street or, you know, random person entering the grocery store, bro. I felt that love for that person, that genuine, real love. And Man, I remember good. too, that I had a love for the word, right? And this mm -hmm. love for the word, it just, I just couldn't get enough of it. I just wanted to read and read and read and read. And well, long story short, man, that was when I was visiting the States and I ended up having to move back to the Philippines, right? Okay. okay. So I moved back to the Philippines and I didn't have any discipleship. Nobody was there to like teach me or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that was like for a few weeks, man. And I was like staying close to the Lord for a few weeks. And I remember there was this time I got this really bad like throat, you know what I mean? Like throat sickness mm -hmm. and I could barely like swallow anything. And it was just painful. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And the Lord put this thought in my head. He said, pray over your throat. So I prayed over my throat and I remember that, that power, that feeling that, and that filled me at when I got baptized in the Holy spirit and it healed my throat on the spot. Man. And then there was another Man. time, bro, where my stomach was hurting super bad. Like I couldn't like stand up straight. Like I was like bent over, like it just hurt so bad. And I remember I did the same thing, the same thought, like pray over your stomach. So I prayed over my stomach, bro, and it just completely got healed. You know what I'm saying? God, that's God. Like, bro. like man, like, whoa. And like, dude, there's this dead coconut tree in my backyard mm -hmm. in the Philippines, bro. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it was completely dead. It was hollow inside. There's a beehive growing in there. And I man. prayed over the coconut tree, bro. And the coconut tree came back to life. That's that faith. It Bro, that's that yeah. faith, bro. That's that it, faith. They, like they say, the faith of a mustard seed can move a mountain, bro. That's that bro, faith, bro, bro. These are real things that really happen, man. man. Just that faith, bro, bro. <laughs> and like, but long, but bro, what ended up happening though, man, is like, I ended up falling, bro. Like, I remember I was so close to the Lord, but you know, slowly sin started creeping in, and not having discipleship, and no one there to guide me or lead me or teach me you know what i mean and mm -hmm. and i and i fell back into sin i fell back into like that porn addiction bro and and i just felt it was weird it was like i grieved the holy spirit so bad you know that he ended up like it was like he almost like he left you know now i know in my christian walk he doesn't really leave you but you have to be continually filled with the spirit you know you have to continue refill it but uh, yeah it felt like he left at the time and I started, you know, falling back into my old ways. And I started, you know, want, I always wanted to be like a famous rapper, bro. I always wanted, that was something that I always wanted to do ever since I was like a little, little kid, ever since I first heard rap music. And 
And I started making in my mind, like, I want to, you know, this is what I'm going to do with my life, right? And when I was 19 years old, man, I ended up moving to the States with five pairs of clothes. You know what I'm Mm. saying? And I just lived with my brother, man. And the first job I ever had, you know, was I worked in the fields. You know what I'm saying? Picking up garbage for 10 hours a day. And, you know, I'm still struggling with this addiction and everything else and having five anxiety attacks a day and feeling shame, you know, and guilt and going through that crazy cycle, trying to get my life together. You know what I'm saying? And, And I just get to this point, man, where I'm like in my room and I just always had this, you know, I've always had this thing inside of me where I always felt like I just wasn't enough by myself. You know, like I always needed somebody else, you know, to complete me. And now I realize it's God, you know what I'm saying? But before I was yeah, like, man, yeah. I need a group or I, I need somebody. I need, somebody. I, need, I need to belong to something, just something. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like, I prayed to God with all my mind, heart and soul. I remember it. I was like, Lord, please send me somebody who has like talent, like a gift, like I do. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I just want to make music. You know what I'm saying? And, and the Lord through a crazy string of events, man. He introduces me to this guy and his name is Rocco, man. He goes by Chuck Vibes now. You can find him on, you know, on Spotify, but he don't make Christian music. He makes like worldly music. But anyways, man, he, he, we started working together and we formed this group and it's called the outsiders. Right. And, and essentially what we are is a bunch of outcasts, bro. A bunch of misfits, people who don't fit in and, we we started making music. We started getting, you know, along together pretty well. Mm-hmm. And we started, you know, we did shows. And and then I remember, but like my life, man, it, I just never fit in. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I could, I just was always the odd one out. I was never, I never could fit in with them. Like mm-hmm. set apart. You know what I'm saying? Once man, God set you God man, you're yeah, set apart, yeah. bro. Like yeah. you can yeah, never go back to what you were. And um, true. And like, so I was just struggling with that, fighting with that, bro. And it came to a point like where, you know, I had so many failed relationships, man. So many times girls would just leave me for another dude. And like, I just, I, and like, you know what I mean? And when you're in the world, man, let me tell you something, bro. People Mm -hmm. don't like kindness. You know, people don't like patience. People don't like love. People don't like gentleness, bro. They think it's weak. You yeah. know, and people that are oh, all, yeah. man, you're a Christian, bro. Oh, yeah. They're going to oh, yeah. keep picking at you and picking at you, bro, and trying yeah. to knock that off, trying to numb you up. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, most definitely, bro. I experienced it. I experienced yeah. it. That's real. That's and, real. And, and bro, it, and that's what they would do to me, bro. And, and it like it started like creating this rage in my heart and this anger and just this the yeah. resentment for myself and for God. And, you know, because I didn't yeah. want to be like that. And, but I was. And, my sister, I remember she told me this, you know, just on a side note, she was like, well, you know that those are gifts, right? You know, kindness is a gift. Like you get that from God. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't get that naturally. You get that from Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's pretty true, (laughs) man. But like, anyways, man, continuing with the story, bro. Like I would just never fit in, man. And it just came to a point, man, where I hit rock bottom, man. I Mm. like, I just got so just just so deep down dark dark type of life, you know what I'm saying? And there was drugs and everything and I would never do drugs cuz I seen what it did to my family. I would never drink alcohol. Yeah. I seen yeah. what it did to my family, man, and 
But I, I just got to a point, man, where I just didn't care anymore. And so I just one day, bro, I was working at Walmart. I got off at 1130 at night and they would always hotbox my ride. But I would mm-hmm. never like I would never smoke with them, but they would hotbox my ride. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so they left some in the they left some in the dashboard. So mm-hmm. I was like, man, you know what? I'm just, I don't even care anymore. I'm just going to go smoke. Right. So then I go and I drive home and I pull, pull up right in front of my friend's house where I was staying at. Mm-hmm. And I start smoking and I'm playing these beats. Right. And then as I'm smoking, like this spirit, this demon comes up to me and he's like, man. yo, do you really wow. want to? He said, and he asked me a question. He's like, do you really want to be successful? And I was like, yeah, I want to be successful because he saw how desperate I was. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. He saw I hit my rock bottom. I had nothing left. I had nowhere to go. I was tired of being, you know what I mean? Picked that and this yeah. and that. And yeah, he saw it. And he was like, do you want to be successful or not? I said, yeah. He said, okay, well, I need you to sign this contract and say F God. And I was like, what? Man. And then, and then, bro, and then I kid Man, you not, deep. the contract appears right in front of me. It was the X with the dotted line. And I was like, whoa, dude, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Like, what? And I, so I start manually signing my name in my mind. And every single letter of my name is in flames. Like you could visually see the flames and I get halfway and I stop and I'm like, bro, like what is going on? Like, this is crazy. Like, this is literally insane. And he's like, bro. And the demon told me, he's like, bro, do you want this or not? Like, I could just go to the next person if you don't want it. And then I was like, and I was like, okay, you know, I'll do it. So then I signed it, bro. And then I said what I said. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then this contract, bro, it opens up. It opens up and I see at the top of the contract, it says 10,000 rules. And every single rule of the contract is laid out and you can see it in little tiny writing, exactly what the legal rights are for the demons over your life. And bro, and, and it opened up and then it slammed shut like this. And then it went into my spirit, like boom. And when it went in me, I felt this darkness come into me like I never felt before into my arms and to my soul, into my legs, into my mind. And this darkness completely wow. changed me. It, it gave me a confidence I never had before. It gave me an assurance that I never had before. It, it, it taught me how to, it gave me the ability to communicate, to negotiate, to get what I wanted. I had, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it was yeah. weird. And one thing too, was that I just knew that I was going to be successful. Like there's no, there was no doubt in my mind. Like I knew it, that it was just a matter of time and yeah. And then he, and then long story short, man, no, no, dude, you got to go outside. We're doing a podcast right now. I love you though. (laughs) (laughs) My bad about that. You good with my son and he's funny. But anyways, though, he said, you know, and this demon that entered me, his name was Iceberg Slim. Okay. And, you know, being from the South, you probably heard of Iceberg Slim. Kind you know of. Yeah. Saying? Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 Yeah, dude. And like, you know, the pimp, dude, it, yeah. it was crazy, bro. That demon in him, it came in me. And so did he make you successful, though? So, okay. So this is, okay, I got to okay. tell you all this. Man. Okay. So okay, this go is ahead, what bro. happened, man. So this demon okay. fills me, right? And. I begin to notice, man, that I have this ability to negotiate, to promote, to 
you know, to have the confidence I have, I could do whatever I wanted, bro. Pretty much. It was like a superpower almost. And I remember whenever I'd go to write music, as I wrote music, as like I listened to the beat, the demons would tell me what to write. So I would be able to write just, I would write a song in like five minutes. Because every time that the beat replayed, the demon would just say the exact same thing over and over and over again until I wrote it all down. And then whenever it came to mixing, bro, I didn't have knowledge in mixing like that. You know what I'm saying? But the demonic gave me knowledge on how to mix. They taught me how to do it in a professional way. Yeah, bro, it's crazy. And knowledge I didn't have before. And bro, long story short, man, we start getting shows. We start doing like music videos and we start popping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Chris Calico, Strange Music Man. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Chris Webby, Rich Homie Quan, bro. A lot of, you know what I mean? Big people, man. And and then I started, you know, I started also dabbling into gangs. You know what I'm saying? And one thing I didn't, I forgot to mention, man, is whenever I was, you know, 13, me and my best friend, we got, we started getting into gangs whenever I moved here. And, you know, he actually went all the way with it. I never fully got like initiated or anything, Yeah, but yeah, we were yeah. both backing it up. And when he was 16 years old, he ended up getting killed. Right. Man. So, and I say that to say this is because like, I don't know, for some reason I got drawn into that gang again. You know what I mean? And hanging around yeah. those people. And I started making music with them too. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And bro, in the streets, they were, bro, there was like pulling, you know what I'm saying? Drive-bys to my music, doing, bro, believe me. Bro, yeah, I'm familiar. Like, like, yeah. Bro, house I'm parties, everything y'all. else. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah, I'm familiar with the streets. <laughs> I know how they yeah, operate. Dude, okay. Yeah. Crazy life, man. And uh, so these all these things start happening, man. And it just starts like blowing up kind of. And, and dude, it just, that same day I gave that to God. Cause that's something I always wanted, bro. I never, and that's a crazy story about me, bro, is I never had a girlfriend until the age of 21. Cause I was always rejected. I was always the misfit. I never fit in, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I remember it was 11, bro. I decided to go check my phone. I went on Facebook and at 11, my wife, who was just, you know, I didn't know her at the time. But she posted this post at 111 talking about God and, you know, about everything else. And I just messaged yeah. her. I just messaged her, bro. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, that was a really nice post, you know, this and that. Mm-hmm. And long story short, man, it was just like it just flowed. It was just natural. It was just like a Holy Spirit thing. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. long story short, she ends up just living down the street from me. Wow. Like, <laughs> dude, that's crazy, bro. And. Hey, look at God, man. That's bro. bro. That was already in God's blueprint, bro. Dude, it was, man. And that was that's the crazy thing, man. And uh, I would say just the last part, man, is uh, the reason I still make music to this day, bro, is because so my wife, she used to listen to these, you know, she went through the baby Christian stage, bro. And she would listen to like these super religious people, man. I'd be like, oh, rap music is of the devil. Yeah. Any any kind of music other than hymns is from the devil. You can't yep, have yep, yep, instrumentation, yep. this and that. Mm-hmm. And then, bro, so I was like, I was thinking that. And like, I was like, oh, man, like this probably is from the devil. I mean, I signed my soul, this and that, everything. Mm-hmm. And then I told God, I was like, God, unless you send me somebody 
to tell me that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I am going to quit rap music. And bro, it took a couple months, bro. I didn't make music for like two months. Mm-hmm. And I ju- and then I end up going to this church and I give and I officially give my life to the Lord and they pray over me. And mm-hmm. this prophet from the church, she walks up to me and and one of the guys was there. He was like, this is a prophet at our church. You know, she doesn't she she wasn't here during the prayer or anything like that. She just mm-hmm. walked up. And then I was like, OK, so she talks to me and she taps me on the shoulder. She's like, hey, do you make music? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, I make music. And then she was like, yeah, well, yeah. the Lord wanted me to tell you that you're, you know, that you're highly anointed. And essentially, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, and bro, she didn't even know what kind of music I made. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, wow. like, that's the reason why I make music to this day, bro. Like, I mean, dude, there's like that. But that in a nutshell, man, that is what has brought me to the Lord today. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And man, a very Yeah, man, it's crazy, bro. Pray all glory to God, man, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Come Amen. on, bro. Man, bro, that's Jeez. good. So so man, when you I guess when you was going through a certain path, man, when you was incarceration incarcerated, did you find the Lord then or or not? Was that or that was just the no. moment of your life that you just, you know, just a phase. That was a part in the blueprint that God was just establishing you for growth. I think man like yeah, I was just, that was, I wasn't following the Lord. I mean, at that time, man, I was so lost, bro. I thought that was cool. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Well, like, I thought, like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. Saying, yeah. Like, this is pleasurable. You know what I'm saying? To the degree, I was like, I just don't want to be in here that long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah. But, but yeah, man. And, but even then, man, there was, the Lord was using people, man, people that don't even know God to speak to me in there, you know, and say, man, you don't want to live that life. You know, I'm X this, I'm X that. And trust yeah. me, bro, you don't want to be a part of that and this and that. And I was like, you know, I wasn't really listening. And, but, you know, now I realize, man, as God speaking through, you know, a lot of people, man. And, you know, and I'll tell you this, bro, like speaking of that part of my life, you know, with the gangs and everything, I remember like, mm-hmm. There was this one moment, man. I remember it like I remember I went to my homie's house mm-hmm. and he's really about it, man. He was a hitter. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we'll uh, and I was sitting on the couch, man, and he looks at me, bro, and he looked at me, bro. Mm-hmm. And he said, bro, like, I don't know what it is about you, bro, but you're just not being yourself, bro. And he said, like, I, I don't feel anything I like I don't get any bad vibes from you, but yeah. I just feel like you're not being yourself. Like you're just like this different, just different spirit, you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, different spirit. God God. Yeah. yeah, God God was starting to get down in your heart, man, and change you at the moments, man. Yeah. And he was a bro, he was a full-blown like he was a like a leader, bro, and he was telling yeah. me that. Like he was like yeah. this just isn't you, bro. Like this is not you. Yeah. And yeah. and bro, it was crazy cuz that day you know, I was like, bro, but like this and that, but we could do this and that, bro. And I was like, just think about it, bro. And you, yeah. you know what I mean? And and he was like, nah, bro, like I, I ain't buying it, bro. Like this just isn't you, bro. And and like he even told the other homie, he was like, man, bro, like, do you see what I'm saying? And like, yeah, it was yeah. interesting, man. And the other homie, yeah. he didn't really see what the leader was saying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but he like he the other homie was trying to convince him. He was like, man, bro, but you don't. You don't see it like because, you know, you don't see people who think like this because I bro, I wanted to start like 
barbershops. I wanted to start like dispensaries Man. and stuff like that. I had a mindset to put the gang on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But he was like, bro, he's like, but bro, like, you're just not being yourself. And I remember that day, man. I remember the rest of the, a lot of the homies came through to the house that day. Mm -hmm. And I remember the spirit of the Lord just came upon me in that house. And I Mm. just bawling, bro. Like, it was weird. Like, I just couldn't stop my tears from falling. It was weird. And they were all looking at me, bro. They were looking at me like, what is going on? Like. I just couldn't stop it, man. And and I heard the voice of the Lord and he said, I'm trying to save you, son. Wow, man. I'm trying to save you, son. Man, and that's and that's kind of bro, that's good that you that you heed that you was able to heed the words, man, and understand. Cause a lot of times, man, when we out there in them streets, man, our minds be so trapped and so cluttered. We had that one track mind, and that's for the streets, it's for that life that we live in, man. And it's and that's and that's good, man. That God was able to get through you and that you was able to listen because God come to a lot of people, but a lot of us don't listen. A lot of us, you know, would be out there in the streets and sometimes they end up tragic. But bro, what is a positive word of encouragement, man, that you can give to anybody that's been in the gangs, that's been in the streets, that's just, just don't know what to do, man. A positive word that you could tell them, hey man, this too shall come to pass, man. Trust the Lord and things will get better. Man, a positive thing, man. I would say... Dude, like you're never too far. You know what I'm saying? You're never too far gone. And that's not really you. And, you know, you got to understand, man, that, you know, the enemy has an agenda, bro. And his only agenda, bro, is just to see you killed, stolen from, or destroyed. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And my encouragement to you, man, is come to the come to the win inside, bro. That's what I tell these youngins every time at youth group is like, man, you don't want to bang that gang. You don't want to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? You want to be a part of the winning team, bro. You want to yes. be a part with a kingdom. You know what I'm saying? With Amen. real soldiers, the most elite army in the universe. People that want to see you prosper. People that want to see you win. People that don't want to see you go to jail. People that won't put you in compromising situations that you know, blind you. You want to be able to buy a house, bro. You want to be able to buy a car. You want to be able to get good jobs. You know what I'm saying? All of these things, man, I've been hindered because of my lifestyle that I lived. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to stop them now. Yeah. But, but you know, and the thing is, man, even then, even then with all of these things, God has Mm -hmm. had grace upon my life. God has split the Red Sea for me. God has made way through the wilderness. God has made rivers in the wasteland. Bro, like I have cars now. I have a good job now. You know what I'm saying? I have have things. I have a family, bro. I know God is good, bro. God is good. Some of my enemies, bro, I have made peace with them, bro. I can go to church, bro, and see some of them and they and we shake hands. You see what I'm saying, bro? Like you're not trapped, bro. And the only thing that traps you, bro, is what what other people think of you. And I refuse to be fearful, man. Before I was a coward because I was afraid of what people thought of me. I was afraid of looking weak. I was afraid of looking bad for the gang. I was afraid, man. I was a coward, bro. But now I'm not afraid of anybody, bro. Only person that I'm afraid of is Christ Jesus, is the living God who can throw both body and soul into hell. In Jesus' name, man, I put that on everything. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. Come on, man. Don't fear him, man. Because fear the Lord in Jesus' name, bro. Come on. God has a plan and a purpose for your life, bro, in Jesus' name. Come on. Amen. Amen. 
Hey brother, hey man, hey brother, honor man. This this has been a man an awesome interview, bro. And I just want to tell you, man, I thank you so much, man, for sharing your testimony. Because th there's a lot of brothers, man, a lot of people out there, man. That's the the pride. They're scared what people are gonna say about them. They're scared to cry. But like I tell people, I know I'm 100% man. But I tell anybody, I'm not. I cry. God gave us uh, gave us tear ducts, man, for a reason, and we all should use them, brother. So, brother, I just want to tell you, man, keep on doing, man, what you're doing, man. Keep praying up. Keep talking to the youth, man. Keep being a light. And let your light shine, man, everywhere you go, brother. So, brother, I'm going to go ahead and pray us out of here, man. If you'll bow your head, brother, while I go ahead and pray us out. Show for show. Amen. God, we, we, we thank you tonight for bringing Minister Change and Brother Honor together, God. We know that you have a purpose for everything on this planet, God. We know that we were, when we were born, you already had a blueprint made saying that Brother Honor and, and Brother Change is going to get together, God. We just pray that you just keep on protecting us through our trials and tribulations. And even on those days that we want to give up, God, we want you to step in and lift us up, God. We know that we are nothing without you, God. We know that all the glory belongs to you. For everything that we're doing, everything that we're going to do, our past, present, and future, God, you was in it. And I want you to continue being in our life and guiding us down a path of success, prosperity, love, financially, health, wealth, and your name. Amen, amen. Amen, man. Come on, bro, in Jesus' name. Beautiful prayer, my man. Amen, amen. Hey, bro, man, I just want to tell you, I thank you, man. God blesses, bro. Yes, God's blessings in Jesus' name. Amen, amen.
is Break me apart until I can't be seen no more I don't wanna live again Bury my flesh six feet in the dirt below I beg you Lord to rid my sins Refine me in a fire till I'm 24 karat gold I just wanna be like him Resurrect my spirit and breathe life into these dry bones Father, if I be a truthful ape perfect Never claim to be Still got some unclean things in me Leave it 2023, I repent openly Of my low self-esteem Knowing I serve a risen king Yes I do, Romans 12 too Mata cold blue, death the lies Break your middle ties Read proverbs so wise L.O.J. on the rise buys Offer the love so deep and wide Ain't shy, thinking that holy name From the northwest to the middle plains Blowing sins up Propane, book of Jane, spiritual flames, ordained, hot to order like raising canes, honor lying this philosophy swain, amen, ridden our sins, weakling. I beg you Lord to rid my sins, break me apart until I can't be seen no more, I don't wanna live again, bury my flesh six feet in the dirt below, I beg you Lord to rid my sins, refine me in a fire till I'm 24 karat gold, I just wanna be like him, resurrect my spirit and breathe life into these dry bones. Six oh two zero three six six five five. 